by thanking the OCOI staff, especially Heather McVeigh and my panel colleagues. This was a challenging case for many reasons, and our uh, decision details the findings and the penalties in this case. Uh, I urge all to read the decision uh, as the details can be found there. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by David Greenup and the Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency, by the Baylor Club, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Fast forward, Sports Illustrated, your line is unmuted. Yes. Hi, Joel. I was wondering if you could go through the uh, the timeline of this case uh, in late uh, summer 2021 from a hearing, I think, in December 2020, and also going back to infractions that occurred six, seven years ago. Yeah, sure, Pat. It's it, it certainly, um, listen, no one's happier than I that we're finally here today uh, uh, coming to some resolution with, with this case. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi, and welcome to John Morris Show on this Wednesday afternoon. It, uh, it is a significant day. As you heard in the open today, the NCAA Committee on Infractions uh, has made their report public and made the report to Baylor University. So we will uh, catch you up on all of that and give you the absolute latest on that over the next hour. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. John Morris, Aaron Sexton. Uh, let's start with the, uh, well, let's start with this, the uh, an email from Mac Rhodes and President Livingstone earlier today. Uh, it starts out, Dear Baylor family, today Baylor University received the NCA Committee on Infractions Public Infractions Decision. This is the final step in a more than five-year cooperative enforcement process that began in 2016. The Committee on Infractions hearing panel could not conclude that Baylor violated NCAA rules when some employees failed to report allegations of and address sexual and interpersonal violence violence committed on our campus. As part of the NCA process, the university acknowledged its significant and moral failings related to sexual and interpersonal violence, and we sincerely regret the actions of a few individuals caused harm to so many. We must remember that the prospect of NCA penalties pales in comparison to the suffering of the survivors of such horrific assaults. It goes on from uh, Mac and President Livingstone, the NCA committee did find the university had violated NCA rules related to impermissible benefits for a student-athlete, the use of a student-host group as impermissible recruiters of student-athletes, and the failure of a former assistant director of football operations to participate in the NCAA investigation process. The NCAA committee classified the case as Level 2 standard for the school and Level 1 standard for the former assistant director of football operations. As such, the committee used the Division I membership-approved infractions penalty guidelines to prescribe the following measures, and these are the, uh, the penalties uh, for Baylor. Uh, number one, four years probation. Number two, a $5,000 fine. Thirdly, a reduction to 30 football official visits, uh, a reduction to 30 football official visits during the 21-22 academic year. 
a three-week ban on unofficial visits in football during the 2021-2022 academic year, a two-week ban on football recruiting communication during the 21-22 academic year, a reduction of football evaluation days by three during fall 2021, by and by 10 during spring 2022. Also, a five-year show cause order for the former assistant director of football operations during that period. Any NCAA member school employing him must restrict him from any athletically related duties unless it shows cause why the restriction should not apply. And finally, a vacation, meaning vaca- vacating, all records in which student-athletes competed while ineligible in the 2011 season. The university must provide a written report containing the contest impacted to the NCAA media coordination and statistics staff within 14 days of the public release of this decision. And that has since uh, uh, been updated to a loss of uh, or vacating five wins in the 2011 season. So uh, Baylor will... uh, uh, expunge those five wins from their record from 2011. So that is the report from the NCAA, the findings of the NCAA. Uh, Mac Rhodes and President Livingstone have just concluded a, uh, a Zoom call, a Zoom press conference, and we'll let you listen in to that coming up in just a bit. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But right now I want you to hear uh, the NCAA report. They had a uh, teleconference call from earlier today announcing the, uh, their findings and the sanctions against Baylor University. So here is that call from the NCAA. Joel Materi will now discuss the findings and decisions of the infractions committee. Following his opening comments, he will take questions. Thank you, Megan. I would like to begin by thanking the OCOI staff, especially Heather McVeigh and my panel colleagues. This was a challenging case for many reasons, and our uh, decision details the findings and the penalties in this case. Uh, I urge all to read the decision uh, as the details can be found there. Uh, My comments today are designed to address your questions. However, the report stands on its own merits. This case primarily involves allegations that Baylor shielded football student athletes from the school's disciplinary processes and that the school did not report allegations of misconduct by football student athletes. I will review the panel's decision on those allegations and then address additional violations that occurred in this case. Up front, I will say that the panel found the allegations in this matter serious, troubling, and unacceptable. Sexual abuse and interpersonal violence are abhorrent, and our campus athletic programs must work to prevent and address this misconduct rather than shield student-athletes who perpetrated. The question before the panel was whether this alleged conduct was a violation of then-existing NCAA rules, for which the panel would have authority to penalize conduct everyone agrees was improper. NCAA members have not adopted rules regulating how member schools should respond to sexual violence involving student-athletes. Member schools have primary authority to investigate and address sexual and interpersonal violence on campus. When they fail in carrying out that responsibility, as Baylor did, there are legal, governmental, and other regulatory processes to hold them accountable. But there are no NCAA rules that allow the COI to adjudicate and penalize the school's response sexual violence. 
the NCA does have bylaw 16, which forbids athletics departments from giving benefits to student athletes that are not available to the general student population. This case was charged under those rules, and we heard evidence to determine whether Baylor treated student athletes who were accused of sexual violence differently from how it treated non-student athletes. After hearing evidence, the panel concluded that Baylor had a campus-wide problem of addressing sexual violence. The former president of Baylor has described it as a colossal operational failure. We determined that this failure was not limited to the athletics department. Faculty and staff throughout campus did not know or understand their obligation to report allegations of sexual and interpersonal violence. As a result, we reluctantly concluded that the failure to report and address incidents of sexual violence was not a violation of bylaw 16. To be clear, the panel does not believe that excuses the conduct at the heart of this case. The authority to hold wrongdoers accountable remains vested at the campus level. Baylor has undergone a separate investigation of its institutional response to sexual violence and took action to hold responsible persons accountable according to the evidence presented. And as noted in the decision, there are other avenues, including the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights and other state and local law enforcement entities, as well as ongoing litigation through which this issue is being addressed. NCA members can enact specific rules that would govern future infractions cases. If they decide to expand the NCA's role in addressing sexual violence and regulating how schools respond to such violence when it involves student athletes. But such an expansion of the NCA's authority would be a critical decision to be made by the collective membership of the association. The seven individuals on this panel did not believe they could take action alone to expand the NCAA's authority. Because this panel could not conclude that these issues were violations of existing NCAA rules, it also did not find that the former football head coach failed to promote an atmosphere of compliance or that Baylor lacked institutional control. Those allegations were specifically tied to the underlining benefits allegations that ultimately did not result in violations. This panel also considered allegations related to the school's general student conduct process and concluded in one instance that a football student athlete received special treatment in one of those instances, resulting in an NCA violation. Specifically, the football student athlete was suspended due to a plagiarism concern. He appealed that decision to the president, who overturned the suspension with a condition that the student athlete be subjected to an academic performance plan requiring 100% academic honesty. A few months later, an academic advisor notified football and academic staff members that the same student athlete had cheated on a quiz. The incident was not reported to the president as a failure to meet the terms of the student athlete's reinstatement. This failure to report resulted in an impermissible benefit because he was not reported, the student athlete was able to remain enrolled and competed in seven contests while ineligible. Additionally, over the course of four academic years, Baylor utilized the Baylor Bruins, predominantly female student host group, for football recruiting events, including camps, official visit weekends, and the game day recruiting room. NCA rules require student host groups to be designated and run in a manner consistent with recruitment of all prospective students. 
the panel found that this group did not meet those requirements and concluded as a result that Baylor committed recruiting violations. The panel found the involvement of this predominantly female group in football recruitment to be particularly concerning in light of the campus-wide Title IX deficiencies. The panel was also deeply troubled by the former Title IX coordinator's assertion that the group was at the disposal of football players in a very inappropriate way. Finally, the panel concluded that the former assistant director of football operations violated ethical conduct rules when he did not meet his obligation to cooperate with the investigation and refused to participate in an interview with the enforcement staff. There were additional level three violations in this case, which are detailed in the full infractions report. After reviewing the full case record and holding a two-day hearing by video conference, we spent a considerable amount of time deliberating and reviewed NCA member-approved penalty guidelines and prescribed the following level two standard penalties for the university and level one standard penalties for the former assistant uh, football director of football operations. The penalties were four years of probation for Baylor University, a $5,000 fine, a reduction of football official visits to 30 during the 2021-22 academic year, a three-week ban on unofficial visits in football during the 2021-22 academic year, a two-week ban on football recruiting communication during the 2021-22 academic year, a reduction of football evaluation days by three during fall 2021 and by 10 during spring 2022, five-year show cause order for the former assistant director of football operations, vacation of all records in which student athletes competed while ineligible, the university will provide a report of the conscious impacted by the vacation to the NCAA. Uh, this actually concludes my remarks. Again, I urge you to read the full report, and I'll do my best to answer any of your questions at this time. All right, that was the NCAA Committee on Infractions spokesman from earlier today, again, uh, detailing the sanctions against Baylor University and uh, uh, explaining the process uh, the Committee on Infractions has been uh, undergoing for uh, for some time, really, going back uh, five, six years and announcing the decision today. All right, following uh, that release by the NCAA and the entire 125-page document is available at NCAA.org. If you'd like to see it, read it uh, in great detail, uh, go to NCAA.org, and you can find that. Following that release today, uh, Baylor President Linda Livingstone, Baylor Athletic Director Mac Rhodes, they met the media via a Zoom call, and we'll let you listen in to a, a portion of that coming up in just a bit. Stay with us. Take a break. Off and running on this Wednesday, John Morris Show from the Allen Samuel studios brought to you in part by diamore fine jewelers diamore at 4541 west waco drive waco gets engaged This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. The heat continues into today with mostly sunny skies and highs reaching 98 degrees by this afternoon. Temperatures will feel more like 102 today with a breezy southerly wind anywhere between 10 to 15 miles per hour and some gusting up to 20 miles per hour. Sunshine returns tomorrow with a high of 98 and same for Friday with a high of 98. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:30, 6, and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Presented by State Farm agents Bob Anderson, Bart Romig, and Mike McKenzie, George's Restaurant and Catering, and Bruner Motors in Stephenville. John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews. Weekdays here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Heritage Creamery Woodway is now open at The Outlook, just off 84 and Ritchie Road. Come see us at our beautiful new location, where we serve all the classics, including shakes, floats, cookies, ice cream sandwiches, and plenty of kid-friendly favorites. Our products are made by hand right here in Waco, Texas, with all natural ingredients sourced locally as much as possible. We're open every day from 2 to 10. Need us to cater your event? We're ready to serve you from our new Heritage Scoop Truck. Visit heritagecreamery.com for more information. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Ponds. Large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry. Their inventory includes rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Stainless steel jewelry starts at $19.99. Also, they offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, 254 662 Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing lender. Back with us, John Morris, Aaron Sexton in studio. Let you hear from Mac Rhodes and President Linda Livingstone coming up in a bit as the NCAA has released its uh, report on Baylor. The report from the Committee on Infractions ends a long, I'm telling you, a long process uh, in which the NCAA has been uh, delving into this and finally made their final uh, their uh, findings public today. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler. Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Make this the summer event. Uh, the rockin' at Alan Samuels with the 2021 Ram 1500 Quad Cab Lone Star with total values up to 6250 uh, or 2.9% for 72 months plus a $2,000 bonus cash. The 1500 Crew Cab is the top safety rated and is ranked number one in full-size pickup trucks. Alan Samuels at 201 West Loop 340 in Waco on the web at dcj.com. Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. 
So let you hear from uh, Mac Rhodes and President Livingstone coming up in just a bit. We're transferring the audio over right now. Uh, they had a press conference via Zoom that began at 1.30 today and uh, really went about... Uh, uh, a little bit over 30 minutes, I think, uh, just into the top of the 2 p.m. hour. So we've got that audio, and we'll let you hear that uh, right after we take this break. John Morris Show also brought to you by the Greenup Agency. Let your local farmer's insurance agent, David Greenup, put his experience to work for you. Greenup Agency proudly serves the greater Waco families and businesses. Get smarter about your insurance. Greenup Farmer's Insurance Agency, 254 855 Recently on Game Time. Maybe we need to see what's out there as a veteran quarterback. So, Brent Hundley, you got a workout plan for this week. you got another plan for next week. So, there's really, unless you're going to get Colin Kaepernick or something, I mean, you're not, there's nobody out there. So, they're going to stick with the three guys they have, and all three of those guys are terrible, but that's what it is. <laughs> and uh, they're going to stick, that's what it is right now. Game Time. Weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you could want, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and special events for all interests. Contact John or Rebecca today at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home or to book your next private event. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Baylor's annual Meet the Bears event will return to McLean Stadium Saturday, August 28th with a free event scheduled from 2.30 to 4 and will feature student athletes from Baylor's football and include several of the Baylor's 19 athletic teams. Fans will have the opportunity to meet and get autographs from student athletes and coaches. Concession stands will be open and admission to the public is free. Temple Volleyball opened its season with a sweep over Waco yesterday. Amari Cooper has been activated off the pup list for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott was soft throwing to him in practice yesterday. It's the first time throwing for Prescott in two weeks. Rangers snap a six-game skid and beat the Mariners in 10 innings last night, 5-4. Rangers and Mariners again tonight, 9-10 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. 
Back with us, John Morris, Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuels Studios. All right, I want you to hear now from uh, President Linda Livingstone, Athletic Director Mac Rhodes. They're meeting with the media earlier today following the announcement from the NCAA Committee on Infractions public release. Thank you and welcome. I want to thank you for gathering with us today uh, in the safe environment in Zoom and doing it on such short notice. Um, I also want to thank the members of the NCAA's Committee on Infractions hearing panel, as well as the NCAA enforcement staff uh, for their cooperation and professionalism with Baylor uh, throughout this uh, very lengthy process that we've just concluded today. Uh, Today, as you know, the university received the findings from the Committee on Infractions hearing panel. And as I expect, you may have already read through the document or the associated releases Uh, We're not going to spend a lot of time today going into details. And as we noted in our message to the Baylor family earlier today, our internal and external attorneys will be conducting a comprehensive review of the report, and we will decide on our next steps, if any, in, in the near future. While the Baylor family has faced its share of significant challenges over the past few years, These challenges pale when compared to the impacts on sexual assault survivors and the many lives that have been forever impacted. What happened at Baylor will always be a part of who we are. It will always be a part of our story, and it will always be a part of what influences and informs the decisions we make now and into the future. While I was not at Baylor when these issues arose, I have met with several of the sexual assault survivors during my time as president. I've heard their stories. I've cried with them. I've offered apologies, and I've sought opportunities for healing and reconciliation. These are extremely difficult conversations that no student should ever have to experience. I am confident uh, saying that Baylor is a much different university today than it was three, five, and certainly 10 years ago as we seek to bring light to the world as a preeminent Christian research university. I can assure you that Baylor is deeply committed to compliance in all aspects of our operations, not solely in athletics, but campus-wide. And we've taken many significant steps to ensure a safe, healthy, and supportive and compliant campus community for all of our students, faculty, and staff. We believe that the university's swift and wide-ranging response demonstrates its dedication to functioning with integrity, fostering a culture of compliance, and a commitment to institutional control. Our Vice President and Director of Intercollegiate Athletics, Mac Rhodes, has truly been a servant leader since his arrival in Waco five years ago. Mac has never wavered from our pursuit of truth and integrity and has completely transformed our athletics department and its culture. He has been an integral part of Baylor University uh, and will be moving forward as an institution, and we are fortunate to have him with us. So I'm going to turn things over now to Mac for some brief comments uh, before we take your questions. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Livingstone, for your, uh, for your kind words, but more importantly, for your leadership and your partnership and your commitment to just what makes Baylor uh, such a special place. When I arrived here five years ago, I found an institution and an athletics department in turmoil. While it has been challenging, it has also been the most rewarding journey of my career. 
The women and men in Baylor athletics are some of the most talented, kind-hearted, ethical, and student-centric professionals you'll ever meet. Their care of our student-athletes, their commitment to integrity, and their belief in Baylor's mission is unwavering. We have cooperated fully with the NCA during this long process. In fact, it was Baylor which initially approached the NCA enforcement staff in 2016 to discuss potential violations. We conducted more than 70 joint interviews and reviewed tens of thousands of pages of documents to determine the facts. While we disagreed with the enforcement staff along the way, we never stopped doing our part in seeking the truth. Ultimately, the findings today are an important reminder for our university and particularly disheartening and painful for the survivors of interpersonal and sexual violence. Our athletics department and our university are committed to being outstanding members of the Big 12 Conference and the NCAA and the dramatic changes and reforms implemented over the last five plus years at Baylor, I believe, have made us a model for other institutions to follow. We are not perfect, that's for sure, and we cannot know what lies ahead, but I've never been more proud to be a member of the Baylor family than I am today because I know we took the difficult steps to get it right. We only received the committee's findings a short time ago, and our attorneys are continuing their complete review and assessment. We appreciate the thorough and cooperative work of the NCA enforcement staff and the Committee on Infractions throughout this entire process. They listened to us and acknowledged the many changes we have made within the athletics department and across our campus. With that said, Dr. Livingstone and I are happy to, to take some questions at this time, but please know and understand we may be limited to, to what we can share. All right, we're gonna utilize the raise hand function. Please make sure that your name and affiliation are in your label and I'll call on you individually. First up, John Warner with the Waco Tribune Herald. Uh, yeah, this is for Mac. Uh, did you think the NCAA, NCAA's ruling was fair? And how do you think it will affect the future of the Baylor football program? Thank you, John. I, I certainly appreciate the, uh, the question. I, I think relative to, to, to NCAA legislation, um, the, the outcome was, was fair. Um, I think in, in terms of the, the future of our, our football program, when you, when you think about the, the specific penalties, the uh, recruiting restrictions, um, in particular, you know, obviously that, that puts you when, when you get less days, whether it's unofficial or official visits, um, that puts you at a, at a disadvantage, um, versus, versus your competitors. Uh, but we, we know, we understand, we think the, the penalties are fair. And, um, I've got great belief in coach Aranda and our staff to, to, to mitigate them and, and work through them. 
Next question comes from Paul Levine with ESPN. Hi there. How should people view the NCAA's decision not to punish former coach Art Bryles in light of the university's decision to fire him in 2016 and everything that was in the Pepper Hamilton report and the text messages that were even outlined in greater detail in what was released today? Dr. Livingston, do you want me to take that or? No, I can, I can speak to that, Min, if you'd like to add anything, Mac. No, Paula, thank you for that question. You know, in, in our view, as we think about uh, coaching responsibilities, we're really looking to the future. Um, and we're thrilled to have Coach Aranda coaching our football team. We believe he is a person of integrity. He's leading our program with character and integrity and uh, really don't feel I need to speak to kind of the past and, and that issue and look forward to what Coach Aranda is going to do leading our program as we go forward. Next question comes from Matt Roberts with KWKT-TV in Waco. Yeah, this one's from Mac. Uh, obviously, this has kind of been hanging out there for so long. And now as we position with, you know, what's going to happen with the Big 12, where is Baylor? Does this do anything on that front? Does it help? Does it hurt? Anything like that? Thank you, man. I, I appreciate the, the, the question. I think, you know, you, you, you said it, it's, it's been hanging around. It's, it's been a, a black cloud for, you know, since, since I arrived on, on this campus. And, you know, I, I think we're just, we're, we're glad to, to, to have some, some closure and uh, to, to be able to, to look forward and, and move forward and again, remember uh, our mistakes, um, learn from our mistakes, learn from our past, um, and, um, and then we'll, we'll navigate whatever, you know, whatever comes in front of us. Um, so um, I think it's, it's good for us to, to, to have the closure and to be able to move forward. Next question comes from Curtis Quillen with KCEN-TV in Waco. Um, I guess this would be for both of you guys. There's a very vocal segment of people on social media right now saying that this uh, decision from the NCAA was taking it lightly on Baylor. What would y'all's response to that sentiment be? So, Curtis, as I reflect on it, and I understand that perspective that's out there, absolutely, given the nature of uh, some of the allegations and, and, and what led to this process for Baylor. Um, and I think uh, what you have to look at is the other um, ways in which Baylor is being held accountable and has been held accountable over time, whether that's through the legal process, the law enforcement, and, and, and uh, certainly the, the criminal process in some cases, the civil litigation process in other cases, uh, whether it was the review by our accrediting body, SAC, COC, the the work that the Big 12 did in holding us accountable. Uh, so there's, there's multiple uh, other ways in which uh, institutions, including Baylor, are held accountable to sexual assault issues. And so while there certainly may be concern by some, and understandably so, uh, about the NCAA process of, as it relates to this, given uh, the, the way in which the NCAA bylaws are written, um, I do think there are many other ways in which Baylor is and has been held accountable and will continue to be held accountable, along with other institutions that are dealing with similar types of issues. 
Curtis, I, I don't know that there's any anything that I can I can add to it. Again, I, I go back to and I, I think Chair Maturi um, probably spoke into it, but um, relative to, to to NCA legislation, um, we we believe it's a fair outcome. The next question comes from Austin Walker with KXXB TV in Waco. Hey there. Uh, my question is for President Dr. Linda Livingstone, and you said it was a different university than it was five years ago. Um, can you touch on the steps that you now say, can confidently say that it is a different university than it was five years ago, whether the steps you took yesterday or, you know, a couple years ago, as that is? Sure, Austin. I think it's been a long process for the university, and you can look on many, many different levels. There's been uh, dramatic changes in personnel at the institution, whether that was in athletics or at, at other levels outside of the athletics program. Uh, you can look at dramatic changes in our uh, policies at the university in regard to how we handle a student conduct, how we handle Title IX cases. Uh, you can look at uh, processes that we follow. Uh, and, and frankly, if you go back and look at the 105 recommendations that came out of the Pepper Hamilton Review, all of which have been implemented and verified multiple times over, uh, you can see the dramatic changes that have taken place. And, you know, to speak specifically to some of those changes as it relates to Title IX, um, you know, we have one of the best staff Title IX offices, I would argue, in, in the country, certainly uh, within the conference in this region. Uh, we have, uh, I think, policies and processes that have been reviewed by some of the best experts in the country, and, and those have been audited to ensure that we're following them properly to ensure that, one, we're doing everything we can to prevent sexual assault, that we're doing training and education of our students, including our student athletes, uh, to help them understand the risks of this, uh, how to prevent it on our campus. And then when incidences occur, which unfortunately they do on college campuses, as much as we wish we could prevent every single one of them, that we have proper uh, training in place to help our staff know how to work with victims and do trauma-informed conversations, uh, to look at how we investigate and adjudicate those, and then that we have the right process in place and the fair processes in place uh, to, to review those investigations and to make decisions about discipline. So all of those things, in addition to dramatic changes in personnel, have changed on this campus. And we continue to learn every day of how we can continue to make progress and improve on what has been done over the last five years. Next question comes from Bryce Cherry with the Waco Tribune Herald. Yeah, Mac, you mentioned uh, that you guys got the report a, a short time ago. Can you speak to exactly when uh, the panel shared their, their findings with you guys? And have you had a chance to, to confer with, with Coach Aranda about, you know, navigating some of the, some of the uh, penalties that you guys will have to go through in terms of, you know, less recruiting visits and that kind of thing? Yeah, thank you, Bryce. Um, we we received it this this morning, probably about a, an hour and a half before it became public. Um, I think it became public probably a little bit earlier than what it was supposed to. Um, but uh, so we we had a little bit of time to to process and and to and to review. And then uh, yes, I've I've had the opportunity to to visit with with Coach Aranda in in person and and. Uh, talk through um, 
some of the some of the the uh, the penalties, um, obviously specifically the the recruiting restrictions. Next question comes from Kendall Cout with Our Daily Bears. Uh, this question, I think, could be for either one who could answer it, but I'll start with Linda. The re- report does not specify that athlete from 2011 that vacates the wins if that athlete played in 2010 or 2009. Do you know at this time if that will only apply to the 2011 season as far as vacating wins? My understanding is it just applies to 2011. I know Mac and his staff looked at that fairly carefully to verify that. So Mac, uh, you can add to that if there's anything to add. Yes, it, um, at, at this time, again, just in our, our quick uh, review, um, we believe it's just um, 2011 and it impacts five, five games, five wins that season. Next question from Eric Kelderman with the Chronicle of Higher Education. Hey, folks, thanks for taking some time today. Um, I guess I just want to ask, uh, Mr. Rhodes, you said that you found the, the penalties uh, as, you, as you reviewed them fair. I want to know, uh, you know, does that mean you're not going to appeal them uh, to the NCAA? Secondly, if you could give me an update on the, uh, the various Title IX investigations that are underway from the Department of Education and uh, when do you think any of those might be resolved and, and what kinds of actions might be included in those, uh, in those resolution agreements? Thank you for the question. I, I will certainly uh, answer the first, uh, but I'm not sure I'm the best, best person to, to answer the, the, the second question. Um, so, so the first, um, as, as mentioned in my, my opening statement, our, our attorneys are, are still obviously in, in process of, of thoroughly reviewing the, the report. Uh, I think, you know, at this point in time, um, it's, it's probably unlikely um, we, we appeal. Uh, we have 15 days to make that decision. Um, but, but right now, again, just after initial review, initial discussions with our attorneys, we, we think that will be, be unlikely. And I'll take the second question. Um, we do certainly still have cases open with the Office of Civil Rights as it relates to this time frame. Uh, and we continue to work with and cooperate with the Office of Civil Rights. We have really no sense of timing on those. Those can often take multiple years. This one has already taken multiple years. Uh, so we don't have a sense at this point in time when that will be brought to conclusion. We certainly hope it will happen sooner rather than later, but don't have a time frame. Next question from Paula Levine with ESPN. Sure. Um, I know you both said that the the findings seemed fair and that you're still spending some time going through everything, but the the report gives a lot of extra detail to the text messages that came out in 2017 and the facts surrounding those and and also some perspective from the investigators on on that material and, and then also some of the, the sexual um, misconduct material. Is there anything in there that you have seen fact-wise or their interpretation or their opinion that you disagree with? You know, Paul, I, I certainly appreciate the question, and and I think in general, and um, I, you know, again, Chair Maturi may have even spoken to this, but um, I think in general uh, we agreed on on all of the facts. Uh, we we didn't we didn't spend a lot of time 
in, in disagreement. Um, I think um, we also um, absolutely owned and, and understood we, we had moral failings. Um, and, and we were pretty, um, pretty resilient, um, pretty, pretty direct in, in, in stating that and uh, making sure that, that everybody understood that, um, yeah, those, those moral failings um, are unacceptable um, and they can't, they can't happen again. Again, that uh, has been a portion of the Zoom press conference today. Mac Rhodes and President Linda Livingstone following Baylor's release of the uh, or receipt of the NCA Committee on Infractions Public Infractions Decision. And uh, for Baylor, it's the uh, final step, really, in a, a more than five-year cooperative enforcement process that began in 2016 and Mac was asked and uh, said that he has spoken to coach Dave Aranda as most most of the sanctions from the NCAA are football related and now uh, he uh, coach Aranda and his staff and these players none of whom were here during uh, any of these uh, alleged violations uh, will have to pay the uh, price for that but no bowl ban uh, and there is the uh, vacation of five wins in the 2011 season and there are uh, some recruiting restrictions now that coach Aranda and his staff will have to work through and Baylor will be officially on four years of probation. So that's uh, the major portion of the press conference via Zoom with Mac and with President Linda Livingstone today and I hope you enjoyed us being able to bring that to you here in the 2 p.m. hour. Let's take a break. We'll be back. uh, Look ahead. Wrap things up. Plenty more to come. Glad you're with us john morris aaron sexton in the alan samuel studios and we'll be right back here on espn central texas this is dallas cowboys football 2021 prescott in the gun they blitz only heard here deep ball by prescott man all alone at the goal line cd land all season 43 yards a touchdown and a touchdown dance Friday night, it's your Cowboys and the Arizona Cardinals, live from State Farm Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Cardinals, Friday night at 8 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. 
At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Baylor's annual Meet the Bears event will return to McLean Stadium Saturday, August 28th with a free event scheduled from 2.30 to 4 and will feature student athletes from Baylor's football and include several of the Baylor's 19 athletic teams. Fans will have the opportunity to meet and get autographs from student athletes and coaches. Concession stands will be open and admission to the public is free. Temple Volleyball opened its season with a sweep over Waco yesterday. Amari Cooper has been activated off the pup list for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott was soft throwing to him in practice yesterday. It's the first time throwing for Prescott in two weeks. Rangers snap a six-game skid and beat the Mariners in 10 innings last night, 5-4. Rangers and Mariners again tonight, 9-10 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Back with this final segment, John Morris Show on this Wednesday afternoon. John Morris, Aaron Sexton in studio. Aaron, uh, before we get out of here, uh, did you see this from Sports Illustrated? They released the uh, preseason coaches poll, and uh, Sports Illustrated had this. I, I think SI is the one that will get credit for this. It was either SI or USA Today. Uh, it's the coaches preseason poll, and they have each team. Number one is Alabama. Number two is Clemson. Oklahoma is three. Ohio State four. Georgia five. And they've got them all listed with their team logos. And uh, scan down there to number 19. It's yeah. the University of Texas, but the logo is upside down. It's it's a it's a Wait horns a down logo. I, I didn't think that was allowed anymore. It's a penalty. Yeah, it's a penalty. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Sports Illustrated that, should be ashamed. How does that? <laughs> how does that happen? A lot of people are taking great joy. Somebody in with a that. great sense of humor. That's how that <laughs> oh, happens. Oh man. Um, yeah, really, uh, really interesting there. But uh, this is the uh, first uh, top twenty-five poll of the year that we've seen. The coaches poll. I told you the top five. A and M is number six. Notre Dame seven. Iowa State from the Big Twelve number eight. North Carolina nine. Cincinnati ten. Florida eleven. Oregon twelve. Um, kind of cuts off here. I don't see who thirteen is. Fourteen is USC. Fifteen is Wisconsin. Sixteen Miami. Seventeen Indiana. 18 is Iowa, 19 is Texas, Penn State is 20, Washington 21, Oklahoma State 22, uh, Louisiana Lafayette uh, is 23, uh, Coastal Carolina is 24, and Ole Miss is 25. So first poll of the year, but in the release of this poll, the graphics by, by uh, Sports Illustrated has the Longhorn logo 
upside down, horns down in the logo. So correct. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt Mosley is coming up next, top of the hour. Matt will take it a lap around from three to four. Matt was here yesterday. It was great to see him at the uh, Baylor Club. Great event yesterday, by the way, at the Baylor Club. I touched base with Mike Mosel, the uh, uh, the Grand Poobah and the GM at the Baylor Club last night uh, just said how things go. And he said they added about 50 new members yesterday with the great last call before football event last evening. And and your girl, your uh, um, Pitch Perfect girl, what's her name again? Kelly Jackal. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, so I was around after I finished at 3, and I was waiting on the equipment from Matt finishing at 4. So it's kind of keeping an eye out for her. I, I don't know that I would have recognized her. I mean, she was probably she probably would have gotten a star treatment, but I don't, I don't know that I I don't I don't think I saw her. I was going to try to uh, get her picture and send it to you or bring it to you today. So I don't I think I saw her. That. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, I was like, I was like, Kelly Jackal from Pitch Perfect and a taco bar. It's just like they're they're trying to hurt me. <laughs> exactly. You know, it worked too. I was just it took me. It took me uh, most of the Matt Mosley show to get over it, and actually most yeah longer than that because he was the one that brought up the taco bar. Oh, I'm taco like, it just bar. gets worse. Oh, man, yeah. we should have uh, worked harder and gotten you over there when you finished at six. You know? No, it sounded like it, it, it really was a great time last night. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, well done by the Baylor Club. Thanks for the hospitality there. Always great to see Mike. And uh, and Lakin and John and everybody just very, very friendly and accommodating. And uh, what a great event last night at the Baylor Club. All right, let me mention some birthdays before we move out of here. It's Ty Atterbury's birthday today, former Baylor punter and kicker Ty Atterbury. Happy birthday to him. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Alan Stone. Uh, Alan Stone from uh, Dallas. Uh, no longer in Dallas. He lives out in New Mexico now. But happy birthday to Alan Stone. Uh, who else? Oh, it's Jermaine Alfred's birthday today, former Baylor quarterback. Uh, Jermaine, believe it or not, is uh, 45 years old today. Happy birthday to Jermaine Alfred. Uh, Angie Matthews' birthday, uh, the much better half of uh, young Bill Matthews. Happy birthday to Angie. Mark Root Randolph here in uh, Waco. Happy birthday to Mark Randolph today. Norris Blunt. Former Baylor uh, football player, happy birthday to Norris Blunt. Zane Carlson, one of Baylor's all-time great re relief pitchers. Uh, today is Zane's birthday. Happy birthday to him. And Colin Witt's birthday is today. Happy birthday to Colin Witt. So that's a good list there on the 11th day of August. Uh, Aaron, who would you add to the list? There's a, a few today. Uh, Hulk Hogan turns 68. Nice. So uh, 68. The Hulkster is almost 70. Uh, Academy Award nominee Viola Davis, 20, uh, 56, excuse me. And uh, Thor. Chris Hemsworth oh, yeah. turns 38. He's 38. Yes. <laughs> and I say that like only 38. You know, right, like, right, uh, right, right, right. Uh, just, <laughs> it's, uh, man. Yeah. That guy's, that, that guy's, uh, I, I mean, not that it's easy being an actor or world famous, uh -huh. but, uh, you got a man crush he, on him? He, no, no, I'm, oh, okay. I'm very jealous. Oh, jealous. Uh, yeah, okay, I mean, very good. No, nah, I mean, he, he, he's got he's got it pretty good. He, you know, he's very rich. He's, he's plays Thor. He does other movies. Yeah. You know, and uh, 
Yeah, pretty good life, it looks like. Very good. Happy birthday to him. All right, great group there. Uh, remind you again, Matt Mosley is coming up next. He uh, stuck around after his show yesterday and uh, got some interviews from Baylor football practice at the end of practice. So we'll let you hear from those, or Matt will have those coming up in the hour, plus his thoughts and more from uh, uh, in reaction from uh, the release of the Committee of Infractions, Public Infractions Decision about Baylor University and Baylor Athletics, which uh, just came uh, within the last hour, really, um, or, or at least uh, President Livingstone and Mac Rhodes' reaction to it came within the last hour. Hey, we appreciate you being with us today. Thank you very much. Stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next. Lord willing, we'll talk to you tomorrow in the 2 p.m. hour. Aaron, thank you very much for making things work. We had you jumping through some hoops today, but uh, well done. And again, stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next. Keep it here on ESPN Central Texas. Tune in to John Morris's Big 12 Football Previews here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central.